What's up, y'all? This is Bernard Pollard's show. I am your host, Bernard Pollard, and I thank you for tuning in with me today. Uh, we're going to talk about week eight, but before I get to talking about week eight, obviously there's been a couple trades, and uh, got to talk about these two receivers, Emmanuel Sanders and Mohamed Sanu. Uh, both guys are over 30. Both teams gave up, uh, one team gave up a second for Mohamed Sanu. Another team gave up a third and a fourth for Emmanuel Sanders. Now, that's a little steep for me, but I'm not the GM. I'm not writing the checks. Um, but um, Sanu got out of Atlanta. He's going to the New England Patriots. And Emmanuel Sanders got out of the Denver Broncos, and he's going to San Francisco 49ers. So both were losers uh, with bad records. Now they both are on winning football teams. That's exciting. I'm excited for both cats, man, because both players are really good players, and and I think they deserve uh, better on what's been happening to them. So as, as we get to talking uh, about week week eight, I want to talk about the uh, I want to keep calling them St. Louis Rams, the L.A. Rams, and the Atlanta Falcons. Now this was a dominant football game uh, on the Rams' behalf. Uh, obviously, they made a trade for Jalen Ramsey who is a dominant young player, and he is not disappointed. Uh, he is not uh, disappoint these cats, man. He is he he came in, he balled out, uh, made some plays. But Jared Goff, he dug his way out of that hole uh, that he was in last week. Uh, he has 20 for, 22 for 37, 268, and two touchdowns. This is a, a really good performance uh, against a – this is a bad football team. The Atlanta Falcons defense is piss poor, awful. I, uh, I, I don't understand how Dan Quinn still has – a job. Uh, he has taken on uh, the, the the defensive calling uh, as far as calling def- defensive plays. I, I don't. I just don't understand. You have the most talent offensively, and then you had an opportunity to make some you know moves defensively, and you didn't. Um, and you're calling the plays defensively. How this man still has a job today is beyond me. But let's keep talking about the uh, Rams. Now Gurley got 18 carries. He was 41 yards. I, I'm still not sold on uh, this cat being 100%. I don't know. If, I, I shouldn't say I'm not sold. He's just not performing well. He's a top guy. He's not performing well. Uh, but this offense is is dominant when it wants to be. Uh, you know, obviously in their head coach, um, McVay, he does a really good job getting these receivers uh, the ball. Uh, he did a good job getting the running back the ball uh, a year ago, two years ago. Uh, but it just hadn't been happening in a running game for them this year. But like I said, defensively, they showed up and showed out. Uh, kept Matt Ryan to 159 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. These turnovers have been killing Matt Ryan, honestly. I've said it from week one. This man is throwing for a lot of yards, but when you're – Throwing, when you have turnovers and you're putting your defense back on the football field and your defense isn't good, it's not. It does your team no. It does your team no good, and, and they're continuing uh, to lose games week in and week out. Devontae Freeman, he was uh, seven carries for 19 yards. Obviously, we all know that he was ejected from the football game after getting lift up and throwing a punch after his pride was hit. Uh, man, he he did. I mean. <laughs> It was it was bad, man. Like you got to pick your battles. Don't pick your battle with that with one of the strongest dudes on a football field. Not with uh, not with with Donald, man. Uh, Julio Jones six uh, receptions for ninety three yards. And I know a lot of people might look at that and be like, "Well, Jalen Ramsey was on him, and he you know he got ninety three yards." You're not going to shut down any player in his most players in his football league. Julio Jones is a phenomenal talent, maybe the, a top two receiver in in the National Football League. He's going to get his yards. Um, he held him to zero touchdowns. He had 93, 93 reception yards uh, on six receptions, but they kept this Falcons offense really, you know, low. 
Uh, and I mean, it was just a piss poor performance. Uh, they scored 10 points uh, on a 37 to 10 victory. Goes to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and they continue to dominate a bad football team. So I'm wondering when they're going to make the move, pull the plug on Dan Quinn. So as we move forward to the Oakland Raiders and the Green Bay Packers, a quarterback that I love, a quarterback to me that's probably the number one or number two quarterback in the National Football League today uh, for me and Aaron Rodgers. He's a, a, a dominant, a dominant, dominant player, and he got dogged this offseason. I'm just being honest with you. Aaron Rodgers was dogged by people. And I don't understand how you, you you just criticize this man like this. This is a phenomenal football player that has been dominant most of his years in the National Football League. And we chose we you know, guys chose to 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 destroy him. 25 of 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. That's domination right there. And he's doing it without his number one receiver. Um, Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 50 yards. He did a good job handling the football. Um, but, man, it, it, Marquez, 12 receptions, uh, 133 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy uh, Graham, four receptions, 65 yards. Aaron Rodgers found a way to get everybody the ball. Defensively, they showed up. They gave up some plays defensively, but when you look at it, the the, the Packers' defense played really well. They got after their, uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr did a good job, 22 of 28 for 293 yards, two touchdowns and interceptions. And, and this game would have been a lot closer if, if he wouldn't turn the ball over um, when, when he got down on a rush, when he threw the ball inside the pylon. I don't understand how that even happens, but, you know, we're getting these quarterbacks, we're getting them down there. I'm glad that they calling that a touchback because every – freaking rule is for the offense anyways uh, so it would have been a closer game if he wouldn't have done that um, but nevertheless the freaking uh, Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers man Aaron Rodgers is a dominant player I love the kid I love the way he's playing uh, he has a 6-1 football team right now and I'm not you know the Oakland Raiders I, I, dude they're 3-3 three and three, and they're playing some good ball after everything they've went through this offseason they're playing better than what a lot of people thought they would be so moving forward to the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions this was a heck of a game um Kirk Cousins, as I've said before in a uh, couple shows ago, he needs to continue to be called out by people. His teammates, other people need to just call this man out because he's been playing freaking good. 24 of 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns. This man is playing lights out right now. A lot of people dogged him, and I'm one of those people where I thought, you know, and I still don't know if he's worth that $84 million fully guaranteed, but he's been playing well the last three to four weeks. Uh, Dalvin Cook, the best running back in the National Football League, 24 carries or 25 carries, 142 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, this was a dominant performance by the, the Minnesota Vikings offense. Uh, Stephon Diggs, man, he put on a performance, seven uh, receptions, 142 yards. Um, I mean, the ball was spread around to a lot of receivers, plethora of receivers that that, that Kirk Cousins has. Um, and this is this this is good. Uh, the Lions offense did some good things. Stafford was freaking 30 45, 364 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. So I, you're not going to shut this Lions team down. Uh, they struggled a bit uh, in, in some crunch time. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Matthew Stafford did a really good job. They did get the running game going like they wanted to. Uh, Marvin Jones had a career day, 10 receptions, 93 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Amendola had eight receptions, 105 yards, zero touchdowns. So th this was, a, this was a, a really freaking good game, a good game to watch, a good game for players to kind of get a feel of what's going on. This is a divisional game. These guys battled it out. So th this division, the NFC North, is – 
it's interesting because you got the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions sitting two, two, three, and one. Um, the Minnesota Vikings five and two, and obviously the Green Bay Packers are six and one. And the Chicago Bears, uh, man, but the Chicago, Chicago Bears got to fix their quarterback woes. That man threw the ball. 54 times in, in, in um, uh, Trubisky. Uh, we'll talk about that mess later. As we move forward to the Tennessee Titans. Now, I, I've talked about this before, and I'll continue to talk about it, whether people like it or not. Now, I've had one person on Twitter apologize to me. Everybody else want to act like they ain't say nothing. Everybody else want to just kind of jump on the bandwagon and start talking as I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans. Now, I've said it from the get-go. This offense is going to run better with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. The receivers are going to get the ball. It takes guys out of the box because you're going to have to play the receivers now. He's going to be able to get the ball, distribute the ball to the receivers the way he needs to. And everybody, it's not a quarterback controversy. Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. He is the man. He's the GOAT. He got benched, y'all. And believe it or not, if the Titans would have lost this game, it wouldn't have been on the offense because Ryan Tannehill played a good game. Everybody said he played a solid game in his first start. Um, I'm sorry, y'all, but 23 for 29, 312 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick is pretty doggone good for your first start. I, 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 I mean, honestly. This offense looked that much better with him at quarterback. Did he hold on the ball a couple times? Yeah. Did he get pressure when it wasn't his fault? Yeah. Did he stand up in the pocket and make some throws that Marcus Mariota couldn't make? Yes, he did. And he fed his receivers the ball. So for all the Titans fans, as I've said before, I'm not calling Ryan Tannehill the savior. But what I am going to say is he's a better option than Marcus Mariota. Now, as I look at this, Marcus Mariota making $20 million to sit behind Ryan Tannehill. That's a doggone good job to have if I'm Marcus Mariota. So, it's okay. He potentially can get traded. He could potentially they could stick it out. I don't know if they trade him. I think they do. I think they should get him off the books, eat some of that money, whatever it may be. But Ryan Tannehill is the best option. As we look at it, Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Or 90 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis, six carries, 80 yards, or six receptions, sorry, 80 yards. Jonu Smith, this that run he had after the catch was phenomenal. Man, this kid is a good player. Three receptions, 64 yards. A.J. Brown, six receptions, 44 yards, or I'm sorry, 64 yards. And then Humphreys, four receptions, 40 yards. They got, they all got the ball. This is this is the position that the, the Tennessee Titans need to be in. Now take the take the pressure. The pressure is gone from your quarterback position. Now let the receivers be inconsistent. Let the running backs be inconsistent. Let the O line be inconsistent. Let the defense be inconsistent. The thing about it is, if the quarterback position is not solidified, you got a problem. You got an issue, and that's what you had with Marcus Mariota defensively. As I said before, this Titans defense is a playoff defense. This is potentially a Super Bowl caliber defense. You got the return of, 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 of I think it was Simmons, if, if, that's, if I remember his name. He comes back. He was dominant. Dominant. This cat played his butt off. He did some really good things. Uh, you, you look at um, Kevin Byer with a, with a PBU. He's running around. Evans had 10 tackles. This is a dominant defense. Logan Ryan's just playing. He's playing really good ball to me. I, I, he's not getting enough credit. With his PBUs, he's going to get beat. Guys are going to get beat in the National Football League. Logan Ryan is playing phenomenal football right now. 
Butler's playing really good football right now. I mean, Bayer, he is who he is, a dominant safety. So for everybody who, 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 who you act like, oh, well, I was so wrong. Bernard, you stupid. You don't know. I do know. I know Ryan Tannehill the starter right now, and this Titans team won with good quarterback play. So uh, I'll take your apologies. You, you can send him in on, on Twitter. Now, it, it's just funny how these games are back-to-back, but the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, we all know the, C- the uh, Baltimore Ravens beat them 30-16. to Beat the Seattle Seahawks 30-16. Went in a tough environment. One of the hardest places to go in and win. One of the toughest places. Greatest atmospheres I, I think I've ever been a part of. That and, and, and Arrowhead. But when you go to, when you go to um, Seattle and play there, it is phenomenal. Now, I, I, everybody hit me up on Twitter. But now are you, they chant MVP. For Marcus Mariota. Or, I'm sorry, not Marcus Mariota, but for uh, Lamar Jackson. My bad, y'all. But when you chant MVP, we're doing, is he exciting? Lamar Jackson is exciting. Lamar Jackson is electric with his legs. Now, I, I want y'all to, I can't get over this. And this is this is not coming from a place of hate. It's coming from a position of I played this game. I've seen guys play this game. I understand the movements of this game. I understand the game. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't understand. Let me talk about the game before I, I get on that. Lamar Jackson was 9 for 20. 143 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions through the air. Guys, that is ugly. And everybody wants to say, well, he has six drops. Let me let you know something. Every ball that I saw, uh, most of the balls that I saw dropped, I, they were at the, the receiver's feet. Now, his tight end did drop a ball. His, uh, taking it back, his tight end didn't drop it. The linebacker's hand was in it. But to be honest with you, the ball shouldn't have hung in the air as long as it did. The ball hung in the air and allowed the linebacker to get back position, get his hand in there, and to get the ball out when the linebacker, when the tight end went to the ground. So that's a PBU. That was good defensive play. But it's on a quarterback to get the ball to him. The ball should have hung in the air as long as it did. So for everybody yelling, well, he had six drops. You're going to drop a ball when you're running freaking 19 miles an hour as a quarterback throws a ball to your feet. That's hard to catch. That is tough. That's on the quarterback. That's not on a receiver. So, yes, technically you could say the receiver dropped the ball. But quarterback, get the ball to the receiver. Get it. Hit him in stride. We know he had a 50-yard bomb. So, if we take that away, he's sitting at less yards. But he had it. We can't, we can't take it away. But when I look at this, guys, Lamar Jackson rushed 14 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. I get it. We all want to say MVP. I understand. You want to yell MVP. You want to say that this is going to work. This cannot last. It can't. Why teams defensively are not just rushing and getting your rushing lanes and go wide nines and make him throw the ball is beyond me. Why do teams keep playing games and stunts, opening up holes for him is beyond me. That's what he's going to do. His natural instinct is to run. That's what he does well. 
And he's going to do that as he's shown the last three weeks when he's rushed for over three or over 100 yards. In the last three weeks, he's rushed for almost 300 and some yards. When you allow a guy that is electric as he is to create holes running at stunts and games, that's what's going to happen. I'm just being honest. It's no, it's no hate. It's football. So if we're going to talk football, let's talk football. He Boykins had two receptions for 55. One was for 50. Guys, I mean, take away the tight end. You make it hard for the Baltimore Ravens offense to be productive. Stop running games and stunts. You're going to make it hard. Make Lamar Jackson throw from the pocket. You might say, defensive line, we ain't getting no sacks today. What we're going to do is we just going to rush. Make a pocket and let him throw the ball. It's going to be a different game. I don't know why no defensive coordinator has done that yet. It's great. Well, I shouldn't say they haven't done it. Because they've been game, the games, the couple games where he lost, he's had to throw the ball. And he's had some, he's had some good games against Miami. He had some a, a good game against Arizona. But other than that, guys, he hasn't done anything with his arm. He's very inconsistent. This defense for the Baltimore Ravens showed up and played. They took advantage of the mistakes. They took advantage of the mistakes of, of, of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Go look at Marcus Peters. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson jacking the ball off. Marcus Peters jumped it. Russell should have threw it the first time, not the second and a half time. You take advantage of those mistakes. Metcalf fumbled the ball. Take advantage of the mistakes. Humphreys running back in for a touchdown. You score 14 points on defense. That's great. Russell Wilson, 20 for 41. Uh, 241 yards. Touchdown and an interception. 21 carries for uh, Carson. 65 yards. They just, they couldn't capitalize. Defensively, the Ravens played better. Offensively, Lamar Jackson ran. If you think that this is going to last, if you think that this is sustainable, you're crazy. Honestly. Yes, the AFC, AFC North is down right now. The AFC North is down. There's no question about it. If the Baltimore Ravens don't win the AFC North, something is wrong. But if you if you want to try to convince me for everybody that everybody want to hit me up on Twitter, Bernard, you just hating, you just this, you just that. All the analysts that is praising Lamar Jackson right now, everybody's saying, oh, his legs, he is fun to watch. His legs, he's electric, he's awesome. Nobody's talking about his arm strength. But them going to be the same guys that's throwing gasoline, standing here with a match and a lighter to blow, to put flames on him when he lose a game when they're in the playoffs. Talk about how he couldn't throw the ball. I'm just being real from beginning all the way to end until he showed me he can dominate a game in the air. That's not against the Miami Dolphins or the Arizona Cardinals. I, I'm just not going to jump on that bandwagon. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm just not. I'm just being honest with you. You could call it hate. You could say whatever you want to say. But until Lamar Jackson can show me he can consistently throw the football, I'm not biting. Because his legs are going to hurt the football team. They are. He's going to. It's not a matter of if. It's when he get hit. And when he gets the right hit, will he be the same? I, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to sit here and say no. I'm just being honest with you. So you, just, you call it hate and call it whatever you want to. But we can debate on Twitter if you want to. At CrushBoy31. As I move forward, guys, the, 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 the New Orleans Saints, they just they holding on. They balling. And when Drew Brees come back, it's going to get ugly. It's really going to get ugly. Now, I talked about it earlier. Mitchell uh, Trubisky throwing the ball 54 times a game. He is not the type of player you want throwing the ball 54 times a game. 
not with this defense that they got. Just control the game. I mean, you, Richard Trubisky threw the ball 54 times. Two running backs had five carries between them. You got to run the ball if you're the Chicago Bears. You don't have the quarterback play to be out there throwing the ball 54 times. I mean, we just got to be honest. He threw it for 251 yards and two touchdowns. But, guys, with the defense that the that the, uh, that, that the Chicago Bears have, and, and yes, they got eight alive. Freaking Teddy, Teddy uh, Bridgewater, 23 for 38, 281 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Murray, they couldn't tackle. He's still running the day. He still 119 yards on 27 carries, two touchdowns. They feed that horse. This is what the Chicago Bears need to do. Throw the ball 25, 30 times a game. Not 54. Not 54. Control the clock. Got to control the clock. Got to do better. Michael Thomas is, is, is freaking dominating. Nine receptions, 131 yards. This is good. Gave him $100 million. The boy is balling. He deserve it. He really do. He deserves it. Chicago Bears sitting at 3-3 three and three right now. With the type of defense that they have. They're sitting at three and three. Gotta control that clock, Chicago Bears. The New Orleans Saints, six and one. I think it's a week or two before Drew Brees come back. It's going to get ugly when Drew come back. That's a Purdue boy. Bull her up, y'all. Moving forward. Now, I had to I, I had to make a decision between the New England Patriots and the Jets game or the Kansas City Chiefs and the Broncos game. Now I'm gonna touch on the Broncos game, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this Jet game that just happened. Jet and, and uh, Patriots. Now, I've backed Joe Flacco. I have. He, Joe is my dog. Won a Super Bowl with Joe. When I watched that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, that was the ugliest game I think I've ever seen Joe play. First drive was good. But I see what everybody's saying. When, when, I didn't. I, I, it was hard for me to see y'all. So I'm going to apologize to y'all for everybody, you know, that I, I got in an argument with about Joe. Y'all saw the lackluster care that Joe was displaying. I didn't see it. I was, I guess I was seeing the Joe that won the Super Bowl. So I, I was blinded. I, I, I guess I was. Joe was piss poor off. Now, his tight end did drop some balls, at least 100 yards in balls. I lost $40. That sucker, I want it back. I lost $40 because Joe didn't throw for 300 yards. I, I put a bet out there that Joe was going to throw for 300 yards, and he didn't. But we'll talk about that later. Joe was, there was no emotion from Joe or for anybody on the Broncos' offense or defense. I didn't see any emotion. I didn't see any desire to fight. You mean to tell me Patrick Mahomes go down and y'all not crunk? Y'all not attacking uh, more? Y'all not out here slapping these boys? You not out here taking advantage of, of the the head coach for the, the Denver Broncos? I'm sorry, but that old school show, that old school show, I don't know if he knows how to motivate these players. Not today's players. I don't know if he knows how. I'm just being honest with you. A lot of the things that they talked about in the offseason, how he took the music away and this and that, I don't know if he knows how to motivate, motivate uh, today's players. It was a lot of – they had one old school play where, where it was three backs in the backfield, had a play action, had a guy shoot right through the zone, had a, somebody go to the flat and shot somebody right behind the curl flat guy. It was a great play action, boot play, hit him, and then they ran that mess again and just ran. 
They didn't do any, no halftime adjustments, nothing. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, I will be pissed off because there no, there's no emotion, none. There's no desire. I saw no desire versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They're out here making the plays more in, 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 in Tyreek Hill, adjusting plays, hot routes, and everything else. That's bull crap. Nobody got pissed off. Nobody wanted to, 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 to. There was no fire. So I'm done talking about that. Kansas City Chiefs, hold on. Hold on to my homes. Come back. More, just, just hold it down. Don't lose the game. Defense better keep stepping up because that was a dominant performance by that defensive front seven. A dominant performance. Dominant. So as we talk about the New England Patriots, seven no New England Patriots played the, the, the New York Jets on Monday night football. Why in the heck was this game on Monday night football? Somebody got to explain that to me. I got to understand how the NFL keep putting these sorry games on Monday. 33 to 0. Sam Darnold was so bad. He was so awful. I mean, honestly, like 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 Book said last night, horrible mechanics, horrible reads. You just it was Christmas in October for the New England, New England Patriots secondary. Christmas in October, and that sucker was Santa under center. Donald, you was awful. Tom Brady continued to to do some really good things last night. As I said before, to me. I, I, they're trading. They they made a trade to get Sanu in. I think that's going to be a good pickup for him, dealing with a lot of injuries offensively at the receiver position. But it's for some reason this offense just doesn't seem explosive as is, as it, as it did the last couple of years. Now maybe it's just me. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Let me know. Hit me up at Crushboy Thirty One. We can debate. On, we can talk about it on Twitter. But this offense just doesn't. And, and I know. Um, there was a big drop by Edelman uh, on, on a corner route. Great play, great ball placement by by, by uh, Tom Brady, and that sucks to. Ooh, it hurts to say. It hurts because I, I I mean I I, I love I, I don't know him as a man. I hate the competitor. I love the competing. I hate the competitor. Good player, number two behind uh, behind Peyton Manning, but thirty one for forty five, two hundred forty nine yards, a touchdown and an interception. Sony Michelle nineteen uh, carries, forty two yards, three touchdowns. I mean, dude, James White, seven receptions, 59 yards out of the backfield. Julie Edelman, seven receptions, 47 yards. D D Coach Belichick finds a way to get it done. He finds a way to get this thing done. I want to talk about this defense. This defense for the New England Patriots, man, is, I, 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 dude, from the front seven to the secondary, this is, this, is a, this is a good team. This is a really good team. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say they really haven't played anybody, and I, I get it. Watching the Redskins, you know, the Jets, the Giants. Like, you know, I get it. I understand. But this is a team that they're, 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 they're constantly working. They're constantly chopping every day. And, I mean, to be honest with you, with the New England Patriots, games are won throughout the week before Sunday even comes. They scare teams before the game even comes. I'm just being honest with you. That's why they – the winning culture there. I, I mean, what Coach Belichick is the best coach that probably ever will be a head coach is Coach Belichick. I mean, the things that he's doing with this football team, this defense is dominant. Dominant. A lot of people are asking, why are they running cover two? I know Boog talked about it a little bit last night. Uh, saw something on uh, Twitter about it today. This cover two, or, I'm sorry, cover zero. So running cover zero gets a new, new York Jets. I mean, it's not really anybody out there hard to cover. Seriously. 
It's not really anybody. You can run cover zero. Get after the main thing that Coach Belichick was get after that quarterback. We in his head. We smell the blood. We taste the blood. We hitting him, and he giving us gifts. Go after him. I'm watching McCordy. This joker out here running cover zero with a tilted open freaking stance running. I mean, dude, it's crazy. It wasn't hard to cover anybody out there for the Jets. I'm not taking away anything from their greatness because these boys are dominating defensively. This is awesome to be able to see the dominance by the New England Patriots defensively. I'm not seeing the burst like I did in the past for the offense. Maybe it'll come. Maybe they hit their stride because they about to start playing a little bit, you know, some tougher teams. So we're going to see how they match up. But I don't see it falling off. I'm just being honest with you because this team stays working daily. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the Bernard Pollard Show. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much much week eight recap it's over uh hit me up on on twitter if you want to talk football if you want to discuss ball at crushboy 31 i love talking ball guys we can we can debate we can argue whatever it may be but at the end of the day it's all sports i'm i'm not i'm gonna try not to disrespect you if you don't disrespect me but uh be sure to uh to log in or to subscribe to our subscribe to our youtube channel and our uh podcast on soundcloud and itunes the bernard Pollard show peace